This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Unfortunately, this episode's audio has been replaced with the director's commentary track for Scary Movie 3. I thought it was like, well, I'm depressed, but I hope you are fun and happy today. No, I'm alright. I mean, okay. I'm deeply anxious on a very visceral internal level, but I'm, I'm powering through. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the I, worst thing. I have a very big, I have a very big deadline, and I'm going insane in my brain it's brain insane time mm-hmm. i'm very bad at working it's not great i I'm like i feel like i'm getting worse at it yeah mm. i i worry about what? the both of you it's international day of remembrance of the slave trade oh. wow the one day of the oh. year where you remember it was a thing <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking that's a great mood to start us off into the episode damn is my whole society built on the historical wealth and power through that that, that was gained through that I, I might yeah it's possible highly possible um, but don't worry um, yeah I was gonna quite, say <laughs> quote I don't know who this man is fashion designer dead German uh, wasn't he like a didn't he get pre like a pre me too didn't he get me tooed mm-hmm. or at least Maybe. he was like an abusive I have some of his sunglasses unfortunately he was good friends with Kim Kardashian how have I never oh, heard yeah, of him? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at him. He does a lot of black and white now. shit. Oh, he was Chanel. Okay. He wasn't Chanel. During his... What do you mean he During... was Chanel? He said he was, cre- he was creative director of Chanel. Oh, yeah, but he's um... not Chanel. Well, no, he's, he's not Coco Chanel, but I meant no. that he worked for <laughs> Chanel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so during his career, Lagerfeld was accused of being fatphobic, Islamophobic, of opposing the Me Too movement and being racist. Yeah, it's that's just like that's the first sentence of the controversy section of his Wikipedia. Uh, Which is what I feel just bad a bunch for. of good stuff. He briefly, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever played the Kim Kardashian Hollywood app, but he was a character in it for a while, uh, by name. Like he was in the app as Carl Lagerfield because he and Kim have worked together a lot. He does a lot of black and white suits, and then I found out that he was fucking awful, and then. I felt very bad about it. Also, his hook, Damn, his couture isn't that interesting. It's just like, what if we had frills? And it's like, oh no, no one's ever done this before, Carl. You visionary. <laughs> frills are pretty, yeah. Man, this guy. Yeah. He um, drew a caricature of Harvey Weinstein called Harvey Schweinstein. Sounds cool. Um, it was criticized as anti-Semitic and dehumanizing. Yeah, I can imagine. So it's like, it's a whole whirlwind of shit there. I, hmm. He just looks like a vampire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not against dehumanizing uh, Harvey Weinstein. But <laughs> yeah, but not doing it anti-Semitic. Don't be anti-Semitic. Yeah, exactly. I think, no, I am, I, am, I am against dehumanization. I think it's, he is, I am, I, I will take a stance on this one. I think he's okay. very human. This <laughs> okay. was a human abuse of power. I think to say that he's a monster is completely mm. taking away from the fact that we can Anybody is capable of this if you let them. I'm, I'm yeah. fully like, never, ever, ever contribute to like, oh, this person was a complete monster. They're so like, never, like, no one could ever do this. It's like, no, people can do this. I think like, it's and like very celebrities human. do it all the time as soon as yeah. they reach any level of power. Yeah. So I, I do hate mm-hmm. like dehumanization because it's just like, oh no, everybody is capable of this if you let them and if they are like predisposed to that. But yeah. 
I mean, I just, I just think like caricature is like the laziest. Way oh no! I mean, yeah, <laughs> completely. Hey, Especially if it's anti-Semitic. Holy shit! Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is you got to cut out all of this because it's this is not fun at all. No, <laughs> I know, but we do talk There's about. There's so not fun much stuff. shit in his controversy section. This is like incredible. Like, oh, don't worry. It ends with saying that Lagerfeld stated in 2007 that his controversial persona was an act. So that's okay. Oh, then it's okay. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> I like it him. It was right. an act, and then he but continued like... to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Up until his death, rest Apparently, in peace. He called uh, Adele a little too fat, which, why does that concern you? No. I guess this just speaks for the fashion industry, you know. It's yeah. terrible. They just love to abuse women, especially the old ones, and then they're, like, confused when they can't do it anymore. <laughs> they're just yeah. like, what happened to just calling women fat all the time until they lost enough weight that they could be super, um, well, I guess, runway models is the sort of ones. Mm, and it's yeah, like, you know, just like, you just, you're not allowed to anymore, and they find that confusing because <laughs> they spent their whole <laughs> lives doing it. I used to hound hound models to despair and distraction three times a week, but now now, yeah. now you do it once, and people are like that's that's horrible. It's like older directors confused that they can't just abuse all the people on set anymore. They're like, what? But that's yeah. how you unionizing yeah. now. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's like what you saying? I can't just yell at my actress until she cries and say it's part of her character. <laughs> I'm just helping Cinema. her get in character. It's fine. Um, just looking at this guy's photos like i I know lucy said that he looks like a vampire but this this guy really looks like someone you just want to avoid yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's the ponytail i think not to like rag on people (laughs) with ponytails but it's the evil just seeping out of his weird bony face wait why is he wearing a ponytail he never he never took his sunglasses off like either so that's also like what are you hiding dude yeah. <laughs> he's crying. He's crying behind them. <laughs> I believe that. Fuck Carl Lagerfield. His sunglasses aren't even good. They fall off my face when I look down. <laughs> <laughs> I never wear sunglasses because I can't get prescription. I don't have the spare money to get prescription sunglasses. My, that's the thing. They're my one pair of prescription sunglasses, and they're about yeah. three prescriptions out of date. Um, and they no longer mm. fit my head or work with my eyes, but they're <laughs> the only option I've got. <laughs> Yeah, you, you might not know this, Janosch, but Lucy has, like, the world's worst eyesight. <laughs> How bad is that? I'm like, I don't know if you have the same... You probably have the same prescription stuff, I don't know why. I'm, like, plus eight, one eye, plus seven in the other. Okay, I'm, like, minus eight, uh, <gasps> minus seven on both. Oh, my I God, think. so we're, like, the same, but short-sighted, long-sighted. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ken? Well, if you, like, stuck your eyeballs together, you could see. <laughs> if we combined our sight, we would be able uh-huh. to see. <laughs> but this is the fucked up thing. Like, this is not, like, a superpower thing. We would just, we would then be able to see, like, a normal person. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that kind of a superpower? That is the superpower. I wish I could see, like, a normal... Actually, you know what? No, I don't. I like I like having glasses because I wake up in the morning and then I put my glasses on and that's when I'm awake. Do you know what I mean? Like until mm. my glasses are yeah, on, I'm totally still know. I'm still asleep. I'm untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not like actually awake when I put on my glasses. It's just one step. Like I, I still also not not to be like gotta have my coffee, but I still also <laughs> I gotta, like, have, gotta my have my coffee. coffee I gotta I gotta have my shower. Uh, 
The thing about glasses is the best thing is if it's like really windy outside and all my friends with like no glasses are like, oh, the wind. And then they're like, what's up, dry eyes? <laughs> Bet you wish you had some protection right now. <laughs> Two eyes. <laughs> my glasses are 100 inches thick and I can see everything. <laughs> I have to have my glasses thinned down and they're still like like the bottom of bottles. They're really good though. Thank you. They're very nice. Okay. <laughs> um, but I've been looking at Karl Lagerfeld and not only did he lend his voice to totally spice the movie. Oh no! Oh my god! Me, also led me to a Wikipedia page called Incidents of Objects Being Thrown at Politicians Because He Got Pied. <laughs> and... Apparently in Greece, since 1950s, protesters have thrown yogurt at politicians. Nice. And it was criminalised in 1983. I mean, it's probably the Greek version of milkshakes. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's really the, the good. Milkshakes is a very new thing. It's just, it's just Greek. That's know, true. They're so associated with yogurt. With, um, with, I think with the Greeks Greek are just ahead of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they probably got a Again. lot of yogurt, so they're like... Can throw at people. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you gotta I hang around. Like, I, I feel like they also throw honey at the same time, and maybe some like pickled walnuts. That'd be pretty mm, tasty. Delicious. It would be Someone good, throw yeah. that at me. Um, <laughs> walnut, walnuts. I'm gonna put this out there though. Walnuts are disgusting. They taste like tree bark. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but if you bake them so. in a cake or something, then they're very nice. No, Walnut and coffee they cakes still good. taste like tree bark. Walnuts are literally the worst thing you can eat. <laughs> I prefer them to like. Almonds, probably. Almonds are also bad. I hate most nuts in cooking. Every day, my mum gives me two pecan nuts and goes, for selenium, and then I have to eat them. (laughs) Selenium? (laughs) Everyone's favourite mineral. Apparently you need it. I don't know. I just eat the pecans and continue on with my day. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just still thinking about, like, my favourite part from Plato, where it's like... Socrates says, uh, imagine if you will someone throwing a yogurt. <laughs> okay, let's start the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that one. That's, that's very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's start. <laughs> what is thou What's that like to be delicious? I'm gonna cast a spell on you. You're gonna do what I want you to Mix it up here in my little bowl Say a few words and you lose control I'm a hex girl And I'm gonna put a spell on you I'm gonna put a spell on you I'm a hex girl And I'm gonna put a spell on you Hello and welcome back to Who Watches the Watch a Discord podcast with many fans now plumbing the depths of Reddit for um, <laughs> listens. Um, <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. I'm your host, Charlotte. I'm your host, Lucy. I'm your host, Janusz. And I'm your host, George. Yeah, we're all here, which is nice. We four have met again. We four have met again. We're all... We kind of have a streak of mm. being on the episodes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think we're doing pretty well, uh, actually, mm. of yeah. being on episodes, and I think that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's quite tough to have four people meet up every week mm-hmm. to do a podcast. Yeah, we're really good at it, which I think just means that we're good people in general. 
Yes, this I is a reflection so. of our characters. <laughs> Having no scheduling and conflict means you're a good we've person. got to tell our listeners, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> if you, dear listener, think it's just an... You know, we just sit down, you know, turn on our microphones and just fucking phone it in. You you really need to appreciate that this is actually hard work and we, you know, the scheduling and the reading of the book <laughs> and then uh, just, mm-hmm. just you know, being around each other in virtual air <laughs> and pretend that we're having a good time. This is so much yeah. emotional labor that we're doing for you, yeah. just for your entertainment. Yeah, I hate to be mm. around these guys. That sucks. <laughs> Worst part of my week. <laughs> just so I can stick my tongue out and massage your ears in an auditory sense (laughs) with your tongue yeah that's how i talk that's a really disgusting (laughs) i can really visualize that one unfortunately i know right you kind of sense it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so today today we are reading the middle third of weird sisters a book by terry patchett and in that vein, um, Lucy, have you prepared <laughs> something for us? I have. Dear listeners, if you remember last week where we discussed Patrick Rothfuss, um, uh, enemy of the show, <laughs> um, having written a poem based on like the Discworld drinking song of a wizard staff has a knob at the end, and I set myself a piece of homework which was to write a better poem than him. And I'll be honest, I did it today, like mm-hmm. six hours ago. But I think I've done. I think I've done just that. I think I have written a better poem. And mm-hmm. I'm... haters have been saying you won't be able to do it. <laughs> We've been getting emails all day, <laughs> all week. Yeah, uh, they... all the Pat Rothfuss stands are in our mansions. So yeah, the Patrick Rothfuss fans—they like to listen to our podcast, so they're very fully aware oh. of what you're doing here today, and they're watching. Yeah, we have dedicated hate listeners. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they, God, unlike wish. the rest of our listeners, they are not our real friends in actual real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they, they're going to find this awful, but the thing is, I have beaten him. So I, what I'm going to do now is... antisocial. Gonna, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to read you my poem. It's like five verses, um, and I think it's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's pretty good, actually, but I, I want to <laughs> undersell it so that no one has any high expectations. <laughs> Okay. Who writes poetry? Like, I don't write poetry normally. This is the first one I've written since I was, like, 12. So, here we go. Yeah, who the fuck writes poetry, right? Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Poets, I guess. Well, I'm one of them now, so I'm going to read this poem, okay? Poets is like, what's worse, being a poet or a philosopher? Okay, let's continue. (laughs) Okay, shush. Yeah, two things I've never done. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Shush. Okay, here we go. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so this is poem is obviously called A Wizard Staff as a knob at the end. Here we go. Okay. Uh-huh. <sighs> a wizard wandering lonely wood whilst trekking through some ancient wood stop and ponder, wonder at the ancient pearwoods there and think to himself, hat a tilt, how sapient pearwood often wilts and how it might do better in his hand and in his care. He embarks on a quest to strip the bark back until he hits the mark, the magic wood that grows within the sapient pearwood tree. And working, stroking, chanting, enchanting, going until he's almost panting, he works his spells until the magic wood is free. (laughs) 
He crafts the wood into a shaft, oiling it, his work becoming graft, hands stroking through the night till bright as morning light creeps through. He stands and looks at what he holds, a wizard's staff more precious than gold, the first of its kind, a wood superior to maple, oak, or yew. But he frowns as he notices something amiss, his hands clenching on the wood and fists, a frown tracing his face as he notices the shape and what he's forgotten on the job. For at the top, past all the knots, it isn't the shaft, the splints, it's not. It's something missing, this wizard's staff without a knob. He hurls countless curses to the sky, throwing the staff and his hat and his fists high. Damn that he could ever forget, there's only one thing on which wizards depend. For in Lancros, Stolat, Ankh-Morpork and Clatch, in castles and taverns and dungeons with rats, it doesn't even matter if they have a pointy hat, but a wizard's staff has a knob at the end. Yes, a wizard's staff has a knob at the end. Woo! <laughs> Ta-da! That's very Damn, good. I th- I think that's better. That's good. I guess I like yes. poetry now. Yeah, you made Yannis like poetry. Gosh, a, dr- a Damascene conversion. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at uh, Pat Rothfuss's Twitter, and I'm getting like an error message. Let's let's see if I can pull up his website. Oh, oh no, this this seems to seems to be gone. Oh, it's gone. I think, I think it's gone. Did I defeat him? You killed him. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Expect an email from his publishing house uh, asking you to write the, fir- the third name of the wind. Lucy, <laughs> <laughs> please write the third name of the wind. Without, I would having, hate read, without having read the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? Was that good? Yeah, I thought it was... I, I liked it. I thought it was very fun. Yeah. I liked that you, you didn't... Because Pat already uh, immediately started his poem out with saying a wizard staff has a knob on its end. So there was like no tension in it. <laughs> no, like, no arc, you know. Yeah. But in mm. this one, you, you kept us on the edges on our seats right up until the very end. Yeah, I thought it was not going to have a knob at the end. And I was like, uh-oh, she's, she's fucked it. But at the end, you just brought it back. And I was like... Yeah, you saved it. <laughs> thank you yeah i'm pleased with this i actually i am genuinely quite pleased with this there's a couple lines right <laughs> there's a couple lines where it's not like i really hit the rhyming scheme like he embarks on a quest to strip the bark back until he hits the mark i was like the rhymes are identical that, like that was good that's my english lit a level coming into in in handy that's that's my training <laughs> thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> Did you. I win then? Did I? Yeah, I beat I Patrick Rothfuss. You did. He he oh, has yeah. been. Yeah, he's dead now. He can't. Yeah. He can't hurt us anymore. He is a corn cob. Well, we're still gonna talk about his uh, Discworld reviews, but now it's not like he's not like an active enemy of the show. It's more like um, it's more like examining. You know, it's now from now on. It's gonna be more like uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak to the um, I'm gonna speak to the archaeologists on this podcast in the Careful. language that you understand. It's gonna be mm-hmm. like it's gonna be like digging up artifacts when we dig up his Goodread reviews, you know, of um, mm-hmm. cultures long gone. Because yeah, because he's, he's, he's dead. Not, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But I did want to address one more thing before we move on. Okay. Because I think I think all of us, like me, you. Um, need to apologize to the world at large okay. for the evil that we that we have caused 
Oh. Which which specific evil? We lathed. Um, it's Amanda. <laughs> oh yeah, Amanda Zone. Amanda Palmer is starting a podcast. Amanda Zone, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, because I I think I think us um, talking about Amanda Palmer, despite it being completely unrelated to the contents of this podcast or the mm-hmm. themes. Uh, brought this evil into the world which is uh the art of asking the podcast it's called the ask the art of asking everything oh yes sorry for not being a <laughs> real amanda head <laughs> you see if you were on her patreon every day like i am gathering mm-hmm. info um engaging in posts then you'd know um yeah so it's the art of asking everything which uh we are going to I don't think we need to talk about it here in mm. detail because we're probably going to do a Patreon episode just talking about what's going on, on in the Amanda Zone very soon uh, where we can like, speculate a bit of what's going to be on the podcast. But just a little teaser, whenever the podcast releases, which I think is going to be like according to current plans, going to be in September, we're also going to do a Patreon episode on that. So... <laughs> Better get in on that Patreon grind <laughs> now. Give us yeah, some money will now. <laughs> we yeah. will be your real friend. No, we won't. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Look, we only I will send you Unless handwritten you are, letters like, that smell of me. friend who listens. Yeah, then, 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 you're are, then you friend. are our friend. Mm. Um, we oh, only accept sure, yeah. parasocial enemies <laughs> mm. rather than parasocial friends. Um, no, I, I'm taking parasocial friends. I'll, okay. I'll take them. <laughs> No. I'll send them. Okay. I'll send George them my dirty socks, right. and they can they can do my laundry for me. That'd be oh, pretty good. Just a real real McElroy move. Okay. It's a real nanny. Uh, nanny move. Oh yeah, I will say that I have got um, twelve free CDs from Amanda Palmer <laughs> on the way to my house. Yeah, I mean I'm getting one, so. Yeah, I yeah, mean, obviously I'm... they're going to be given out to my friends and family. Um, yeah, put aside <laughs> one for me, please. Yeah. What are they CDs of? So six of them are Amanda, an evening with Amanda and Neil, which is like oh, no. a, re- a recording of some of Neil's spoken word stuff, some stuff they did together, and then some oh, of Amanda's. Can I have that great. one? Please, can I have that one? <laughs> yes, it's got three, it's got three discs. I haven't heard about um, the other one, oh but I'm God. sure this one is the... Is the and the other the one, one is like Amanda's Kickstarter album that she did. Like six years ago, whatever. No, I don't give a shit about that. It's got to be in the end. Of yeah, morning. same. <laughs> three, three discs. Yeah, three discs. Um, it's also got great art of them both in silhouette, um, sitting like you know, sort of gothic, sitting at a table, and there is a TARDIS in the middle of the table. Just oh wow, just there. So. Oh, of Epic. course. Okay, so let's let's stuff. close up on the Amanda Zone here because I have so many more questions, but we need to keep it for. Uh, bonus for the patreon so this is just a little tease <laughs> once again sorry everyone uh, outside out in the world who hasn't even listened to this podcast who is now who now has to live with the reality that there's an amanda palmer podcast in the world you're welcome uh i i do take responsibility for this i think i think we have too much power mm-hmm. uh and i think we need to be stopped so give us more patreon money i guess and then we'll stop talking about her <laughs> <laughs> it is basically separating um this dumb shit that we talk about in this podcast from the casual listener and just quarantining it 
sorry, bit of a bad word at the moment, but quarantining it <laughs> into the Patreon. Yeah, like if you th- if you think you we go on ta- on like dumb tangents in this, you gotta. F- <laughs> Like, um, our Patreon content is well researched and exquisitely created. So, okay. we should call our Patreon the the art of asking you to please stop talking about Amanda Palmer. <laughs> Never. Um, but we should please start talking about Weird Sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot to talk about uh, yeah. this week. Yeah. So yeah, um, you wouldn't think so because we read about a hundred word, hundred words. <laughs> hundred words. <laughs> A hundred, about a hundred pages of Weird Sisters, and that quite a lot happened. Really, like nice. there were a lot of events. Um, yeah, fifteen years passed. Yeah, fifteen years went by. No, I mean, yeah, but Nanny Oak almost got tortured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. some romance. Yeah, some romance. Oh, some delightful some romance. Very long kisses. Some descriptions there's of some... clown school that are completely inaccurate. Yeah, some pop culture references. <laughs> Oh yeah, mob pop culture oh, yeah, references, yeah. of course. Should I do a quick summary? I mean, yeah. I'll just do a really quick one. Do, go for it. Yeah, so when we left off, y- you know, you know where we left off. Um, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Nanny Og and Granny Weatherwax and Magret, they're still a coven, but Nanny Og and Granny Weatherwax briefly fall out. Um, they discover that Basically, the entire country of Lanka is unhappy because it's not being cared for by the king, who hates it, and he wants to cut down all the trees. And he's also kind of crazy at this point. Did they all discover this through various means? Uh, in response to this, he becomes more and more paranoid about the existence of witches. Uh, the ghost of the previous king locks Grebo in a in a cell, so Nanny comes looking for it and ends up being locked in a dungeon and about to be tortured. But she's very chill about it. Margaret goes to rescue her, and so does Granny. Um, and uh, Margaret does some cool magic, and it's pretty good. Basically, the king goes, you can't um, depose me, because that's using magic for nefarious purposes, and whoever you put on the throne would be like controlled by witches, and that would be pretty bad. So they're forced to like not kill him. But then Granny gets super mad, and is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interfere, because I want to, actually. So... In order to do this, they're like, well, who'll be the new king? And they're like, well, the baby will, but he's too young. So what we do is we're going we're gonna to take the entirety of Lanka and um, bring it forward by 15 years. We're going to put it under... <laughs> we're, gonna, we're just going to put it through time they're so gonna 15 speed years run. will pass. Yeah, we're going to speed run uh, like a decade and a half of time, which they do using some complex broom maneuvers and like um, in-air refueling. Meanwhile, Margaret has a romance with the fool, and they kiss, and it's very nice, um, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Nice for them. Yeah, he he tells us about clown school. Um, The fool is actually being very helpful to the king and the queen, and tells them all about how to do propaganda. So they send him to look for a theatre troupe who can do like an alternate version of who killed the previous king and how that all went down. The theatre troupe that he comes across just coincidentally happens to be the one with the heir to the throne in it. So he goes to find them. They go to some bars. Uh, they're planning on returning. And that's that's it, basically. Mm-hmm. Lots of good stuff. There's some very good Lots stuff. Of classic references. There's some classic references. Yeah, and to the fucking... Who, who are the three clowns? Was it supposed to be 
I think it's the I Three Stooges. Tell if that was supposed to be the Three Stooges or the Marx Brothers. The thing is, Charlotte and I have Laurie, done it. Laurel and Hardy reference as well. Oh, you didn't. You watched an entire Three Stooges thing. Yeah. We watched yeah. an entire Scooby Doo episode that had the Three Stooges in it, and I still do not understand what the Three Stooges <laughs> are. And I am not going to watch any of their actual content to understand it. So even if Terry I is think... referencing the Three Stooges in this, I do not care. I do not understand, I and I will not how... try to. I think. Yeah, because there's four Marx Brothers, so it's got to be the Three Stooges. Oh, fuck, there's... No, but... Yeah, but, but like, one of them is, doesn't really count. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know they said one that them... one doesn't talk, and I thought all the Three Stooges no, no, talked. No. Yeah, so. but, the, yeah, exactly. That's, like, t- how the Marx Brothers are. Like, one of them doesn't talk, so that's why I thought okay. it might be that. Maybe it's yeah, a combination. Maybe. It talks, mm. like... There's some more clowns, so, like, one's fat and one's thin. Um, that's Laura Hardy. Yeah, some classic uh, stuff. Also point... famously referenced in another uh, comedy classic from 2006 called Borat. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that scene? Where... No. No, I have never actually seen Borat. I'm I, sorry. I have oh, not seen Borat. I just shit. know my wife. Yeah, that's literally it's not, all it's I know not about even Borat. actually in the movie. <laughs> oh. Wait, I don't remember Laurel and Hardy being in Borat. <laughs> uh, Fucking the the his his friend Azamat uh, when he finds him, he's like at a I don't know street carnival dress up thing where he's dressed up as uh, Oliver Hardy. I mean this ep- this episode this book also references Phantom of the Opera, which I enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> is that also Andrew Lloyd Webber? It is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. See, I have seen that yeah. one like twice, and I do quite like Phantom. Unfortunately. It's good. That's my Andrew Lloyd weakness. <laughs> Phantom is, <good>. <laughs> is also like, it's not like Cats or uh, Starlight Express that is just based on him being high on cocaine. Uh, but like Phantom of the Opera is like an actual book. Yeah. From. Yes, quite an old book. Oh, is it? I've oh, read it. Like an actual gothic like novel. It. It's, um, it's pretty much. I remember it being pretty good, the book. <laughs> They have, like, a fight in a big mirror room, which was quite cool. The Phantom's, like, the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> or more like... Hmm, more like Saw. Sort of... It's kind of like Saw. It's <laughs> Joker, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen it's not... uh, Phantom of the Paradise? No. No. Oh, no. I, it's really good. It's a, it's a Brian De Palma movie. It's, um, and it's a musical. Like, it's a, it's a movie musical. But, like, the, the soundtrack is more, like, glam rocky. Or like seventies, and it's it's like really fucked up. <laughs> like it starts out as like a glam rock take on Phantom of the Opera, and then like the the last like thirty minutes are just like completely batshit. <laughs> that sounds mm-hmm. pretty. Good. So I can highly it's it's honestly my favorite De Palma movie. I think it's I okay. think it's his best. I don't know who that is. Have you have you read the description of Love Never Dies, the sequel to Phantom of the Opera? You explained I've it actually... to me when we were in Portugal, and that was enough for me. Like, I'm never gonna, ever, ever gonna watch that. Uh-huh. I actually had the like owned the soundtrack on CD. Oh, oh my god, oh, it seems amazing. insane. I don't remember what uh, what happened in it though. Like, I listened to it like once and was like, "This isn't as good as the original." Isn't Raoul um, like dead in it? And then she gets with the no, Phantom but he's an alcoholic. Oh, he's yeah. an alcoholic, and then they go and they they bring his son to where the Phantom currently is, which is a fairground or like an amusement park, which he now runs in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And um, there's this whole drama where the the son doesn't know whether his dad is the Phantom or it's Raul, and there's this whole like thing about who they're gonna choose. Um, it's basically deeply stupid. It's <laughs> it's incredible, is it, is it really. Got- is it very much like the cursed child is to Harry Potter? It's very yeah, cursed basically. child energy. Yeah. yeah like, you'd, you'd think, like, Andrew just made that up on himself, by himself, but I think it's, like, actually based on uh, the fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, an authorized fanfic or whatever. Or, yeah, no, I think or I had a public domain that. fanfic that got a book release, but it's basically fanfic. I want to... Yeah. I want to bring us back to the book. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, we're gonna have time to discuss uh, Phantom in detail in a few weeks. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm gonna great. I'm gonna bring this back because I want to talk about just this one um, specific line in it where pe- people start to blame the witches for stuff because the king's sending out like rumors and stuff, but then one of the peasants is listing off his rights, and I just want us to speculate on what these rights mean. Okay, because the peasant says that his rights are dunnage. Cowage in ordinary, badinage, leftovers, scrummage, mm-hmm. clary and spunt, and acornage every other year, <laughs> and the right to keep two thirds of a goat on the common. So, yeah. Mm. What's I think what's acornage? What's dunnage? Do you know what I mean? I'm so curious. Dunnage. I think they're largely different kinds of grazing rights. Mm. Yeah. Like, acornage is, I think acornage is probably the same thing as panage, which is you could graze pigs on acorns in a wood, which was a very uh, fattening and nutritious thing for pigs to eat, so you'd have nice pigs. Mm-hmm. What's leftovers then? Is that like if the Lord throws a banquet, peasants get Yeah, I think, I think so, Scraps. yeah. He does know his yeah. rights, it's pretty good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good joke. Um, uh, it's a joke <laughs> damage that um, was a very incredibly stupid joke and I can't remember what it was now um, it seems like it's some kind of packing in uh, transportion transporting goods Yeah, a material used to fill spaces to prevent items from shifting during shipment <laughs> ah well that's an important uh, right to have <laughs> yeah <laughs> these peasants are taking a stance I respect that yeah <laughs> There's some really. I mean, they're sort of generally rioting, which is yeah. very funny. And good for them. They're not used to it. Yeah, I I really like this book a lot. There's some really, it's pretty good, really good stuff about the monarchy and how the monarchy actually affects people, which is almost negligible. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's a Game of Thrones. I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know what it was. Um, okay, go on, because Lucy's Game of Thrones remark just made me deflate in well, real time. Well, yeah, no one reacted, so I feel like shit. <laughs> 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 well, now we're reacting. Um, yeah, there's a bit where Margaret does some magic on a on a door um, to get through it, and she like puts her. She just sort of talks to it and gets the wood to grow again, so it explodes. And um, she's telling the fool that it was pretty good, and he says, "Yes, marry, was a rite of passage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which very God silly. fucking damn it! Very silly. I do love it. Yeah. Did he do that entire scene so he could do the pun rite of passage? That's half of these books, Terry writing scenes because he thought of a joke and then decided, "Oh, I have to fit this in somewhere." But like in this case, it's fine because it's made by the fool. So yeah, it, you could twist <laughs> it in a way that 
it's one of the jokes that he memorized. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, it's not that he he didn't memorize he it. It's not one of the jokes he memorized because really? he thinks it's funny, and then she gets annoyed, and he goes back to feeling sad because he has to mm. do licensed jokes that are officially. But he does. He does <laughs> say it in the cadence in which he says the jokes. Like he starts with Mary. Yeah, but uh, I don't think. It, it's not because it's referencing a thing that happened. So do you think it's like character development that he's coming up with his own joke but it doesn't land? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think he's always been funny funny but that he's been repressed. Yeah, he's not allowed to make make up jokes. He has to just say mm. weird complex uh mm-hmm. creations of the fool's guild. Yeah. Yeah, sort of crystallized old-fashioned jokes that don't make sense to anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. It's pointless tradition that is carried on for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how the how the joke that he tells that he tells the Duke he basically recites a written joke in a way that, you know, doesn't really make sense saying out loud, mm. right? Like Yeah, I I've marked the place here. So so basically the king says the, the Duke says, uh, if it goes like this fool you shall have a knighthood and then and then it says this was number three hundred two, and the fool knew better than to let the f- uh, feed line go hungry. <laughs> and then he says, "Mary, uncle, if I had a knighthood, in brackets, knighthood, knight spelled with an N instead of K N, why it would uh, keep my ears warm in bed? If faith, if many a knight is a fool, why should I?" And then he's interrupted. I also would have interrupted him at this point. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I did like because he tells a good joke. He tells it. I See, and I thought I'd highlighted this, but I don't think I have because he tells this. He it's like when him and Magra are kissing, and she's like, I. <laughs> she says something along the lines of like, "I find you most hard-willed, sir," and he's like, "I can't comment or something." I uh-huh. wish I had the quote because it did make me chuckle. He's just there, like ah. Aren't erections funny? And I was like, yes, they are. <laughs> they are, kind of. That Terry's project does a lot of, like, genital jokes. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a classic comedian and he knows where to plumb yeah. the depths of comedy, as we all do. No, the funniest <laughs> thing in the world is uh, funny-looking vegetables, famously. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> Humorous Humor vegetables. Works. Humor does Humor work. works on quantity. <laughs> <laughs> you get as many jokes as you can, and you throw you throw everything at the board and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like not really bothered by him making a stupid joke every once in a while. Oh no, I love them. I think they're great. It's good. Um. <laughs> yeah, I I'll like, and they always fit. Is the thing because I know some people. I knew some people who would just make puns that were like not connected to anything when we were talking and it would be the most tiring thing being like, aha, yes. <laughs> um, but like these all fit in with the text even if he has to reach a little bit and they are clever enough where I'm like, well, nice. I have to give him like nice points. Having, yeah, having a long setup to a pun, it makes the pun ultimately more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like edging, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um oh uh, yeah i mean it is i I do think that works in comedy though like uh yeah Yeah. problematic cancelled comedian uh norm mcdonald did 
did that a lot like his best jokes were the ones that uh, where he had an incredibly long winded winded lead up that took like several minutes and it was like he went into like incredible detail on on like creating a world for for this joke like it 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 always went on for really long and then it ended with a really stupid punchline Mm. yeah Mm. and i think that was great like like as much as he sucks as a person he's i i think he was also like one of the funniest people rest in peace he's still alive but he's cancelled in my heart so <laughs> so he's kind of dead in a way yeah. he's dead to me yeah mm. yeah i mean obviously like the building of tension in both theater and in comedy is very effective damn um yeah that's the whole point of the uh, the tractor joke isn't it yeah yeah there's a lot of good stuff i think in this section in general um bit extreme to put time forward by 15 years <laughs> yeah it kind of comes slightly out of nowhere and they do it well i guess yeah. but it's sort of like he wanted to move time on so that there could be an actual contestant to the throne and so they just had to do that which is it does yeah. it does work <laughs> like i like the way that they do it but terry loves this like uh <laughs> i guess this is the first book we read so far that has time travel shenanigans yeah but it's gonna become a recurring theme he just loves to do it he loves to he loves to do like weird complicated time travel things where he makes he makes a point out of how it uh doesn't actually make sense like actually actually the thing in sorcery where they're inside the lantern and they're like don't think Mm -hmm. about it is like I think it's kind of a precursor for the logic that uh, operates in a ton of his books, where it's like the point is that it only works if you're not actually thinking about how this time travel thing in this case will work. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that's um, a sort of point he's trying to make about audiences need to wi- needing to willingly suspend their disbelief? Yeah. For a lot of media. So I also like, think he like, just loves to. He just loves to twist around audiences' heads in a way where he's like <laughs> pointing at pointing at it and saying this <laughs> this won't make sense if you think about it too hard. But please try thinking about it too hard, just so you can, <laughs> just so you will twist your brain into a knot. I think especially in this because he like describes it as this yeah. is hard to describe in writing, but you can imagine it if it was like a visual medium and you could see calendar pages coming off or a clock going round really fast (laughs) or the sky like becoming a blur across the horizons he's like listen this would make sense if it was a movie get off my fucking back (laughs) well i feel like in this book especially a lot of this book is presented as if it is a play it's very Mm -hmm. sort of um yeah like even the story itself is sort of meant to be theatrical and so this is just a bit in the play where they're like well to get the plot going we're just gonna have to like speed through some time so we can have this guy be an adult don't worry about it it's just the future has happened now yeah (laughs) but like doing it super literally where like they're actually making time go forward really quickly Mm -hmm. also first mention of black alice interesting just oh does she come up again note oh all the time oh nice yeah okay that's good that's good news to me i didn't know that so yeah yeah i think we're at the point in this world where he actually starts doing world building (laughs) (laughs) or where like i'm you know there's there's different ways to look at world building i guess but like the thing he does uh 
best is is this kind of continuity where like minor characters start or minor like background information start popping up that that is gonna reference again later uh which like the previous books were like you know i mentioned this i think a few times how the wizards that we're gonna meet starting with moving pictures are basically a different crew of wizards and the university works in a different way than it does in the early books so like a ton of the continuity from the earlier books can just basically be disregarded but i think i think with this book it starts to like actually build some continuity and some you know yeah stuff that's gonna matter or that's gonna come back that's gonna actually come back again or that's gonna develop in a way I'd say you can probably trace it like the very start of it back to Mort, but this one is like yeah. it's bringing in a sort of new volume of world building, as it were. Yeah, because from Mort is just a few things that's gonna like I think with Reaper Man, he's he's reinventing the Death series a bit. Uh, yeah. the, the same way he reinvents the Witch series with this one, I guess, compared to Equal Rights. Hmm. Yeah, he does sack off having Mort and Isabel as characters entirely, yeah. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still exist, uh, but as people mentioned off off screen, as it were. Yeah, next time we past, see them, they're... They're dead. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Spoilers, man. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I think he is doing quite a lot of world building. It is interesting to imagine what the rest of the world sees as this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, about it. can they just not go in, Lenka? How does that work? Mm. Um, they go out, yeah. and all the people they know who live in different places are like fucking fifteen years older. You don't think about it too hard. Okay, don't think about. I it think it's hard. it's also the kind of thing that was already in more like saying how um, history just sorts itself out when when yeah. it's meddled with. I think it's yeah. something like that. Like people are yeah. just gonna be like, "Oh, wait, didn't that happen?" Oh, I guess not. Mm. yes some things are sort of so big and shattering to people's um yeah view of what is normal that they mentally gloss over it yeah that's like that's a really good uh get out of jail free card that terry invented there <laughs> also there's you know witch magic in this book you know granny granny's like i'm just gonna do some fucking magic listen <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I know well, I was talking about not doing almost, magic. Someone didn't respect witches, so... Yeah, she's like, normally hmm. I wouldn't be doing lots of magic, but someone was a bit rude about witches, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start doing some hardcore magic now. I, I love how she goes sicko mode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is like yeah. that whole scene where the Duke takes her out in front of crowds and crowds of people and says, you have to agree with whatever I'm saying. You have to swear fealty to me and she has to stand there and like smile it did make me laugh when she said smile and wave because like it made me think of um the penguins from madagascar Madagascar. unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) but also just like the that's also classic comedy it is yeah but it's just like that like quiet rage that she has going it's very powerful Mm. And it's this idea of like having to do something you don't want to do and being forced to do it. It's just she's oh, I love the witches so much. <laughs> yeah, well, that, to bring it back to what Charlotte said about Black Alice being mentioned, that Black Alice is a kind of reminder to to Nat, Granny of what she could be if she let her inhibitions uh, go mm, and yeah. just used her power. But the point is that she can't do that, except when she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, they they say it. They say it here, right? Like Nanyok says this when Magrat basically asks like this exact mm. question about how. Well, didn't Granny say that's the first law of uh, of witches that you shouldn't be meddling? And yeah, then yeah. and then he says, "Well, don't you know about the second law?" And then she's like, w- w- "What?" And then she says, uh, "Well, if you're gonna break a law, break it good and break it hard." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like time she... travel an entire country into the future. Yeah. <laughs> she gets so pissed and she like knocks the wheels off a cart that doesn't stop when she's in the road. Yeah, and she's just like. She needs it's... to be slapped by Nanny Og to bring it back down to earth. Yes, she does. Their relationship in this bit is very. It's great. They have a big yeah. argument um, near the beginning of this section where uh, basically. Granny, I mean, it's about a bunch of stuff, but in reality, Granny's calling her like uh, a slut, and Nanny's calling her frigid in their youth. And obviously, <laughs> it's about a bunch of other stuff and their personalities, but that's sort of what it comes down to. Mm. And so mm. they have they have a falling out. But at the end of the day, they do have each other's backs. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. All the time, even they they'll just... never ever say sorry to each other. Yeah. No. <laughs> Too proud. <laughs> yeah. But I love how I love that it's like it's like the, the the argument between the two main characters, and then when they meet up again, it's just like normal again. <laughs> like it's not. It's kind of <laughs> realistic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I hit that track shit where it's like, uh, oh, well, there was a misunderstanding, and now we're gonna play sad music over it, and now they're gonna be like sad for the next fifteen minutes until they something dramatic happens and they can reunite and they've actually you know yeah mm. terry doesn't do sentimentality but, i mean something dramatic does happen um in that That's nanny true. is put in a jail but yeah it's sort of like once they're back together they're just like mm. i mean they're old they're just like whatever fine yeah <laughs> they probably have arguments like this all the time yeah or like uh, falling out like because the falling out here was like what Something about like Granny Weatherwax's love life, or what was the? Yeah, well, I mean, it was Granny Weatherwax saying like, "Well, you know, you've got loads of children, and that's gross." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Nanny Ox says, "Well, you've got none, and that's gross." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it starts off about something else, doesn't it? I think yeah. they're upset about something, and it sort of snowballs into personal yeah. comments. Yeah, which is also sort of realistic, but also, the, and. Yeah, George. I, I, no, you keep going. I was going to take on a tangent. Uh, I can't remember what else I was going to say. It's probably enough. <laughs> yeah. Tangents on a podcast? What? No, on no, our no. podcast? <laughs> More likely no. than you think. We only have segments here. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. no tangents, um, only t- tangerines. <laughs> I don't you know. Gonna, were you going to take <laughs> us, George, on a tangent that isn't just to do with tangents? We can't just have a tangent that's talking oh, yeah. about No, tangents. let's go. Let's start. This on, is let's... Geometry Corner. <laughs> Let's get okay. into our new segment, the tangent zone. <laughs> so, what are no, we all watching? Um, um, just, just while <laughs> while we're on the subject of Nanny Og um, and her <clears throat> promiscuity, I just want to point. She's mm-hmm. had three mar. Just the the quote: three marriages and an adventurous girlhood had left Nanny Og with thigh muscles that could crack coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how that that's how that works. No, I like that. <laughs> but okay, good it's good. <laughs> good for her. She can cling. She's got them thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
None of y'all kind of none of y'all kind of thick with it though. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> <laughs> kinda got something going on. She's got no teeth, but she's got those thighs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that was the thing. That's because she drinks too much scumble. It's dissolved them yeah. all. Yeah. She does drink a lot, yeah. And she does it in these chapters as well. <laughs> yeah, she's, but like... She's a hedonist. It's good. <laughs> this is the yeah. thing about Black Alice, is they're like... Because they're describing Black Alice doing, like, um, all their, like, typical fairy tale stuff. Like, the like she was their witch yeah. and, like, Snow White mm. and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and stuff. And then they're describing her and they're like, yeah, she's got no teeth and she's got black nails because she smokes all the time. And I'm just reimagining, like... All of those fairy stories where... I mean, I guess most of them have, like, bad witches in them. But, like, if you look at Cinderella and the witch is, like, meant to be nice. I'm just imagining this, like, haggard old crone, like... (laughs) Yeah, I'll turn Mm -hmm. you into... I'll turn this pumpkin into a coach. And she looks disgusting. But, like, the thing about Cinderella... It's not in the original version. Like, it's not in the grim fairy tales version. It's just uh, uh, 19th century French rewrites that has, like, the witch and the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a ton of yeah, I think like witches were much nastier in like the original. Like I, I'm thinking of like the Hansel and Gretel witch, you know. Yeah, which is also yeah. mentioned here. The wicked witch. Yeah, yeah. many wicked it- witches. There's some interesting stuff here about it. Sort of comes up in the first bit, and then obviously it'll be important later. But there's this whole thing about the land being upset um, because the king doesn't care about it. Which is all sort of Fisher King stuff, which is like, yeah, it's sort of, well, when the king is like, in a certain way, it affects the land because they're sort of implicitly connected. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit here where all the, all the animals go to like, f- like psych out Granny in her garden and they're all gathered, just like pressuring her to do something. And Margaret says that the land is like a dog and it's just like, yeah, very interesting. It's a sort of good lore that I like. Mm. The scene mm. where... Uh, Granny Weatherwax goes outside and every single forest creature is sat on the lawn. This reminds me of one very specific Simpsons moment, um, <laughs> which is Homer going to pick Maggie up from the Anne Ryan... Fuck, what's her name? The libertarian one. Anne... Ayn Rand? Yeah. Um, school for Tots. Friend of the yeah, pod. School for Tots. And then they walk in and there's babies all over the floor sucking on their little dummies. And it's like silent except for that. And then he picks Maggie up. That's what it reminded me of, which is very dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this means I love nothing that to the bit from The Simpsons, a show I've definitely yeah. seen. <laughs> you should watch that episode. It's good. I have seen... I, I'm, I'm not sure if I said this on this podcast, but I have seen Steam Tams like a dozen times. That's a good, that's a good and I've, I refuse to Steam watch Tams. anything else. You have there are a couple episodes that's... that are good. That one's good, and the one where Troy McClure is implied to fuck fish is really good as well. You should watch those ones. Okay, so there's there's two good Simpsons episodes. That's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what there's I'm saying. Some good ones. <laughs> there are lots of good Simpsons episodes. <laughs> Who killed Mr. Even Burns? More terrible. A classic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's many episodes. Um, oh no! It got terrible Stop. after a while. I'm not saying watch anything after season eight, but like, I've actually, I, I think I've actually seen because I remember in school they showed us an episode of The Simpsons, and it was definitely after season eight because it was like about Osama bin Laden and oh my God. Illegal, and illegally downloading <laughs> songs. So maybe isn't terrorism uh, just the same uh, as illegally downloading stuff? Yeah, you wouldn't blow up the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh. Disclaimer. 
<laughs> We're not. You wouldn't hide in Ketora Bora. <laughs> no, you stop this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Downloading of internet piracy is terrorism. Do you know that you can download all the stuff that um, he had in, in the bunker? Didn't he have like a um, Katy yeah. Perry CD on there? Or am I confusing this with Chelsea Manning sneaking out state secrets on a Katy Perry CD? Was that on Katy Perry? I thought it was on um, fucking the Australian one. Oh, it might have been. Late, wait, Katy Perry's involved. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um. Remember Katy Perry? Remember Left Track? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Left Track. I was, a glorious summer. I do want that outfit. Do you know what mm. I mean? I think I'd be, Inside pr- that shark, I'd be pretty happy if I had the Left Shark costume. <laughs> 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 if I was the left shark, maybe I would be happy. What about right shark? Um, no one ever asks how right shark is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It, it, um, this is the left, the left fin media. <laughs> okay, he, he had a lot of Naruto, a lot of Bleach, Dragon Ball, the entire Devil May Cry anime series, um, Grand Theft wow. Auto, Chinatown. Um, some DS games. He had Animal Crossing Wild World. Osama Bin Laden had Animal Crossing Wild World. We had plenty yeah. of time. I mean, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had some horny, like, anime games. YouTube, Charlie Bit My Finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a classic. Downloaded. Yeah. yeah think, wasn't some... it because they didn't have internet access and it was like a courier would bring, would like download the, like whatever he thought was worth it onto a, <laughs> onto, onto a memory stick yeah. and then bring it to them. <laughs> yeah. I think he had like, um, he had a bunch of like, uh, spot Osama Bin Laden books and stuff like parody yeah. ones. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from what Osama Bin Laden yeah. <laughs> had in his bunker. Did they ever That's... release what porn he had? Uh, I don't think well, it... he has some weird like a- like games. I can send you a, a- <laughs> an image. Um... Why, George? Why do you want to know? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. If, I think I think there was some. I think it never got released by the the government. What it was, but there was they like they listed that there was some uh, adult entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who doesn't want to um, jack off to spicy. what uh, Bin Laden did? Doesn't that just give it like an extra spice? You know. Just like it's something else. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Let's continue. I want to be Do exactly we... as horny as Bin Laden was in the exact same way. Okay, so does anyone else have any some more Do points about the like time codes? I definitely... They should release it with like time codes to at which point Bin Laden nutted. Okay, let's Stop. make really more. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Wow, perestroika girls. <laughs> um, they, listen, okay, let's get back to Discord. This, this book says some stuff about propaganda, I think. Um, yeah. There's Does the it? bit. The f- yeah, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> there's the like. It's not like government propaganda. Yeah, there's like the council shit. The Duke and the Duchess talking to the fool, and the fool is like, "Hey, instead of like uh, burning down people's houses, you could just use words." And then he gives them like. A, a coaching class on how to couch your horrible policies in um, <laughs> politics language. Um, so what's a what's a good example? So he says, well, he says you could cut down the trees and call it like yeah, yeah. He says and stuff. Yeah, he says 
listen, like, the, the Duke wants to cut down the forest. So he says, like, you don't have to tell people you want to cut down the forest. You don't have to do that. What you have to do is you embark upon a far-reaching and ambitious plan to expand the agricultural industry, provide long-term employment in the sawmills, open lo- new land for development, and reduce the scope for banditry. And he's like, yeah, you just call it urban clearance if you want to knock down people's houses. And like, what if we want to burn them down? He's like, hygienic urban clearance. So he gives them, like, a a, a lesson on how to you know, disguise mm-hmm. your horrible intentions with, like, political speak, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, and the queen, the queen gives him a look and he says normally um, she looks at him like he's a cockroach, but now she's looking at him like, oh, nice, Mr. Cockroach, you've done a trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's still at risk. Mm. At the same time, Magrat calls him out like, hey, why are you still serving the Duke? He's an asshole. And he's like, well, I have to. And she's like, you're yeah. pathetic. And you know what? She's kind of right. Yeah, it's just very it funny that it happens like immediately after they had their romantic moment. Yeah, 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 because they kiss. Well, this... whilst the fifteen-year like jump goes on, and so their kiss lasts like fifteen years, kind of. It's unclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it says uh, they kiss again, and it only lasts for fifteen seconds this time, but it feels longer. Yeah, which yeah, okay, good for them. <laughs> I I. I think that was also just um, an excuse for Terry to use the did the uh, did the did you feel the earth move joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I think they're just like speed running rom com. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's a cla- so they, that's another classic meet. Terry thing to do. <laughs> yeah, he loves. He's like, don't worry about it. They meet. They're like, I guess we are attracted to each other. They kiss. They immediately have the bit where they are no longer talking, um, and then I'm yeah. sure they will probably reconcile by the end of this book. <laughs> you think? That's classic. <laughs> if you crouch and hop against the wall in the first section of the rom-com, you can skip straight to the uh, the, the third act breakup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they've been together for 15 years, so yeah, makes sense. yeah. Um, There's um, so I just wonder. Yeah, go, oh, go on. No, no, you you go, you go. No, I was just going to say, I wonder why he insists on putting a romance plot into, like, most of his books when he clearly doesn't care about write, actually writing romance. I mean, unless it serves a plot purpose, like, this is, like, a thing that's important for, like, later witch books. Yeah, I guess. Um, mm. And also, yeah. I think he's just kind of likes it. <laughs> I, exactly. I feel like he likes the idea of romance. He just doesn't actually like doing the work but he likes to like he likes to put characters against each other and then smile at it he likes it but he's also sort of embarrassed by it so he can't like go into some sort of deep thing yeah uh, with it it. so he just sort of has to do it but almost at arm's length which is kind of funny Um, yeah you've (laughs) discovered what being english is like (laughs) yeah yes Yeah, he's he's just being English. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting though to put um, Magret and the Fool's uh, romance in this book against Conina and Niger. <laughs> yeah, a small, weak, pathetic man. <laughs> yeah, because I I think there's parallels, but uh, like he he does like to um, to like put a twist on romance, I guess in. In his books, in a way that it's usually not like two hot, conventionally attractive people falling mm. in love and ending ending up together, but it's usually like dweebs. Yeah. And 
Yeah. 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 He wants yeah. the people who read the books uh, <laughs> to associate with the characters. He's like, listen, my books exactly. are read by nerds. They need to see themselves represented. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is definitely an improvement though, because in in yeah. sorcery it's like <laughs> this this woman who is like a hyper competent fighter, even though she doesn't want to be, but she's like super hot, and uh, you know uh, everyone wants her, mm-hmm. and she ends up with this guy who is super incompetent and every at everything, and yeah, that one's that know, one's really no heading reason. out to a certain demographic of male fans. I won't lie, yeah, but, exactly. Like, in this one, I mean. The fool is pretty very he's very good with words and we learn some stuff yeah. about his background that maybe it's going to come up in the third half in the third half in the third third of this book. I wonder if uh, cuz we also learn cuz like when Magrat like did the apple trick with his name and threw like and like cut off a piece of apple and threw it behind her that his name is Verence which is also the name of the late king and it's just mm. like hmm yeah I wonder if this means anything. Yeah. You know what I was going to say, like, besides, you know, plot purposes, I I think, I think this one also, like, works better. Like, of course, the first, like, like, I think, I think uh, Magret and the Fool are, like, more, more like mirrors of each other in a way that he didn't really manage to do with Nigel and Conina. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because... Because in this one, like, both characters are, like, kind of undervalued by the people they are around. Like, how mm. Magret is, like, never really gets the respect as a witch that she wants from uh, from Nanny Ork and Granny Weatherwax. And the fool yeah. is, like, having a miserable life as a fool, and but also as kind of an advisor for the Duke at this point, but also is just, like, you know sent around doing things for the duke and he just does it because it's his duty but he also isn't appreciated yeah. at it or getting any joy from it yeah and he's been gifted the opportunity to sleep on the floor outside his bedroom yeah um in the corridor on the on the stones as opposed to his nice um straw that he normally sleeps in D- does the duke produce the ellen's a generous show <laughs> <laughs> relevant <laughs> topical humor i see what you did oh. there <laughs> but, um, we're a we're a commentary podcast now. <laughs> yeah that's a bit like politics eh folks <laughs> yeah that's I, one for the fathers at home who read the telegraph <laughs> speaking of fathers Does at home who read the telegraph did... there's some racial microaggressions in this book <gasps> yeah let's talk okay. about the theater <laughs> wait no i that's i mean i'm talking i'm talking about um Tom John calling uh, hu- uh, Huel. Huel? Huel. Huel. Uh, a lawn. Huel. Huel. The dwarf, a lawn ornament. Yeah, they do some. Yeah, because we, uh, we get to see how the theatre troupe is doing it at Moorpork, and they're building a big theatre, which is called the Disc. <laughs> get it? Like the globe. <laughs> get it. Um, one for all my flat earthers <laughs> Just out like there. Shakespeare in it. <laughs> Uh huh, and um, they go out. It's yeah. Tom John is now like eighteen, and they go out drinking, and we learn about dwarf racism for a bit. Yeah, it seems bad. Do you think just just to circle back to the Shakespeare thing? Do you think do you think Terry Pratchett makes the commentary that Andrew Lloyd Webber is just as good as Shakespeare? No, no. he's kidding. <laughs> he has to be kidding. He's making a joke. He's making a funny. <laughs> he would never. 
But I do think he could have, like, he could have just... I kind of like it more this way, though. But but he could have just, like, straight up made just a ton of Shakespeare jokes and just make him, like, make, well, like, a clear uh, Shakespeare analog, which he still is. But, like, he could have just, you know, just made him one-on-one, like, come up with Shakespeare ideas. But it's, I think it is kind of funnier that he just... He just also threw in just random pop culture references that he felt like. I think he's yeah. trying to juxtapose them for one thing. It's like past the source, the humor of the he's getting not only what is sort of seen as like the most highbrow thing yeah. possible Shakespeare, but he's also getting uh, cats and style art express. Yeah, and the Marx Brothers, and, presumably. Yeah. And like everything is everything is going into just this one dwarf. <laughs> but I mean, he's it's apparently kind of... not even that good. Uh, not he's like not even like that good a poet. He's like all his Shakespeare yeah. is slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just this like this poor tortured tortured dwarf. It does feel yeah. like I don't know how textual he means it to be, but it does feel like he just absorbs uh, culture from other worlds, basically. Like yeah, I think that doesn't kind quite of what fit. It is. It's it's from the universal particle in the inspiratio yeah. yeah. that sleeps through the universe. He keeps getting sad because he sees like comic moments from. Yeah, uh, he sees things. Family Guy funny <laughs> moments, but <laughs> yeah, in ex- his head, and then when he tries to make them that... happen, no one finds it funny. And it's yeah, because it's, it's not as funny if you explain so, to someone that Peter falls down, hurts his knee, and makes a funny noise. <laughs> Like that's not funny, but if you actually watch the clip, you just laugh and laugh and laugh for hours. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Now you're off the pot. <laughs> yeah, I said it, I like the stuff in this. I like it's. it's I mean, good. the thing is, because they go to they go to like a a normal bar. This is the mended drum. Yeah. They go to the mended drum. Yeah. Yeah, and he gets mm. racially abused, as well as um, the librarian. Kind of, and then they yeah, it's yeah. kind of a metal uh, metal scene, I guess. because yeah. he gets like I guess he gets like one shot to do Ankh Morpork in this book, so he just crams it on in this one scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, I gotta have he the librarian. Likes the librarian. <laughs> yeah, the librarian's been in. I guess has it was he in more? Yeah, he's. Think so. I think he's in all of the ones we've read so far. He's in all yeah, of them. He's definitely in more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and there's someone calls him a monkey and he flips out because he's an orangutan. He's an ape. Um, and then there's a big <laughs> bar fight and then they go to a dwarf bar. It's just like the Tom John calls him a lawn ornament at some point in like a friendly, like, oh, we're friends. I can call you a lawn ornament. Yeah. He's like, you haven't earned the right to call <laughs> no, me can't. a racial slur yet. <laughs> So I do kind of like about that part how he's like, okay, you're, I, I know you heard your father call me that, but your father mm-hmm. and I, we go way back. You haven't done that yet. Like, I think that's, I think yeah, that's cool. he's like, we don't have that kind of relationship, yeah. <laughs> child. Mm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like 100% sure. And I'm sure, I, I'm sure this is going to be a thing that we're going to have to start figuring out as we go. But uh, Terry's uh, racism metaphors <laughs> mm-hmm. don't always fully work. No, I, I guess. No. But, but on the other hand, it's like it's it's this complicated thing because there's the classic uh, Lord of the Rings fantasy racism where, like, in the world, it's like normal to be that there's like bad races or whatever. And Terry kind of pushes back against that. Yeah, I'd say that's one of his yes. main the main things he does especially in like snuff and the later ones 
Yeah. That's kind mm. of all about that sort of um, fantasy thing about like orcs um, yeah. and what they whether they're naturally evil and whether that exists. Yeah, and I think it's cool that he does that. But on the other hand, there's also just gonna be just gonna be a ton of stuff where it's like still clearly by a written by a white British man trying to imagine yes. what racism sure. is like. Yeah. At yeah. least it's better than the film Bright. What <laughs> <laughs> cup? That's not. That's not hard. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. There's not praise for Terry. But. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So we get some of that sort of stuff here, and it's like fine, mostly. Mm-hmm. There's um, um. Terry takes a stance against lawyers. There's a. There's a section in this book where because the fool's gone to Ankh-Morpork to like hunt down some lawyers some lawyers some actors to take back to Lankra. um and he he bumps into Huil and Tom John and then he gets mugged oh no he gets mugged and then they save him but the guys who are mugging him realize that he's got way much more money on him than than they thought he did and they're like that's not my class i can't handle that kind of money you got to be in the guild of lawyers or something to steal that much which is like <laughs> Terry hates tax and lawyers. Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, hating lawyers is valid. Um, yeah. God, there's going to no, be no, so no. much more lawyer jokes. <laughs> yeah. In, like, uh, well, they all like vampires in... in the later series. The one's like a zombie. Oh, yeah. Um, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest one, he's a, he's a zombie. Yeah, that was what I So was he can never about. die. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, more Hamlet stuff coming around the corner with this theatre stuff. Hamlet, in this book. I just still have things to say, but I don't know how to naturally lead it. I just it do it. I, ju- I just right. say, let's like, get I just to say the... things, so. Yeah, let's ease into... Okay, let's stop the th- segment we're doing right now, and now we're going to do the segment of George's <laughs> thoughts that he can't naturally lead into. George's, George's to... thoughtful spot. It's hard to segue. Welcome to, to segment three, part B, clause five. <laughs> Section A. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that with the time travel, the spell they have to do going around, I think that's very good um, relationship building with uh, Nanny and Granny in that. Especially in that Nanny, like, tacitly supports without... Nanny supports uh, Granny's spell by getting her family to kill every chicken in Lank... Every cockerel in Lankra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that they can get there before cockerel. <laughs> it's like this real sort of, like, rules rules lawyering around the spell to, to like, make sure that they're successful, but they're not pointing it out. Um, not, like, saying what she's done to let, um, let uh, Granny know... Let Granny think that she'd been sort of successful just through her effort... Like yeah. singular effort. That's I don't know that 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 is a real like relationship moment for them. That sort of really encapsulates like their whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And how they sort of support each other. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really good. It's also really also fun to funny. imagine uh Nanny Og telling all of her children, like, Okay, just go and strangle like every single cockerel you can find in the entire kingdom <laughs> until uh, I tell you not to, okay? <laughs> N- Nanny Og's family is the deep state of like <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, she's the Sonazaki family of Lanka um, Higurashi fans now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Ryu uh, Kushi, all seven hats, understand. Yeah. This means nothing to me, but yeah. I. L- well done <laughs> for you guys. I, 
I endorse this wholeheartedly. (laughs) Granny keeps hearing um, sounds like just before cockcrow, and she's like, over there, I definitely heard it this time. Sound like cockadoo. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There is a great moment as well where Nanny drops her and then does a loop de loop and like catches her um, while on the broom and it's just like some some pretty some pretty good flight maneuver. Yeah, I like the idea of earlier in the book when uh, Margaret had to like jumpstart uh, Granny Weatherwax's broom in midair. Yeah, yeah. it's like it was like plane to plane refueling, but with uh, brooms. Yeah. I don't think I have any more notes. I I don't take notes because uh, this I I'm raw talking it. This is podcasting live. <laughs> Straight out of the brain. Yeah. Mm, the magic right happens uh, in the air as we turn on our um, Audacity yeah. files and we just, you know, this is just jazz, baby. <laughs> it's it's all, yeah. it's about the notes we don't take. <laughs> Uninhibit, uninhibited, pure inspiration coming straight out of my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel inspired being on Cool With You right <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Any more points? Have we pretty much covered everything now? I think we pretty much did yeah. it. Hmm. I think we nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did a good I job today. We and we've got we can do the the end and all the sum up next week, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um everybody got treated to my very good poem, so I'm Yeah. So exactly. you're welcome. I'm gonna put it on Twitter after we finish recording so that other people can <laughs> laugh and clap. <laughs> Please clap. Like seals. <laughs> Pat Rothfuss is dead. God. Long, long live Lucy Rothfuss. No. <laughs> I've added Genesis Romano to my to my enemy of the pod list. Um, oh, you so. have like a list in my oh, head. Okay. You do you do like an aria thing Who's... at night where you repeal their names before you? Sleep? Yes. Ah yes. Yeah. No, I had like, a joke oh, about. I had a joke about what Lucy should be called now that uh, now that she's defeated Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> but then I realized it involves your real life last name, so I guess I won't say it. Oh. Okay, yeah, that'd be a funny <laughs> joke to having to do with a uh, fictional book series written by Patrick. Yes. Rothfuss. It would name of the so thing, it'd be, right? It'd be a pretty good joke. No, no. but you know that th- that's name of the wind is not the title of the book series. Oh. It's the first one, um, right? Wait, what's the title of the yeah, book Yeah, it's series? actually called The Kinkiller Chronicles. Oh, I see! Yeah. <laughs> Doxed by Janosch. Nice. <laughs> it's just that it involves your name, but I'll just... Yeah, but we already said it a hundred times during this podcast. We just didn't notice. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe yeah. we're, doing, we're doing a podcast <laughs> with someone called Lucy Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be worried? Nah. <laughs> I don't believe in nominative determinism. I'm sure it's fine. I do. It's the first law of physics. I would love physics. for nominative determinism to be real, personally. Uh-huh. What? So you could be a royal. No, I but like because but because you. my middle name is Robin. So if nominative determinism is real, so you'd be Robin. Well, the exactly. King. <laughs> you'd yeah. wear like a red and yellow costume and go around. Exactly. With <laughs> no, I mean red and. Is it, ye- is it red and yellow? He's like red and red green. And green. No, it's like green and red. And no tights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bare legs. Dick out. Damn. Dick. <laughs> well, his name is Dick Grayson. Dick self. Exactly. Dick self for Batman. Okay, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. I don't uh, care that yeah, much. I can't believe we doxed Lucy. It's fine. <laughs> There's okay. a million people with my name. I mean, we're also um, saying uh, people's 
people's full name who uh, decide to pay us money so mm-hmm. yeah but they want that That's I guess. true <laughs> they they asked did that. we agree that we're gonna read out their addresses as well <laughs> yeah that's for the ten dollar tier. Yeah, ten dollar tier. We yeah. dox you. Pay us fifteen pounds a month, and we'll dox you. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the down in the down in the dox tier, and you, yeah, we'll just dox you on on air. We will put you uh, on blast on a hit list for fifty dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, we will find out your mother's maiden name, and we will mm. tell people. I will hack yeah. into your um, bank account. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, <laughs> uh, you can donate to our Patreon. I have no idea what the amounts are because nothing makes sense yeah, anymore. Patreon it's, its rules. Patreon, fucking, I don't know what they're doing right now. I think it depends it what changing. currency you're using, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's like yeah. it comes to like yeah, one if you pound pay, yes, eighty, one or like it's one yeah, pound because 20, they add VAT to it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the current the current pound value reading from the website is one twenty a month for the bottom tier and six pounds for the rinsewind the rinse flower stand tier. Okay, um, that's but that doesn't make sense because why the fuck can't I see the tiers on? So yeah, here it's cat. <laughs> it is one euro and sixteen. <laughs> Cents, okay, normal amount. Then five euro and eighty cents, and then eleven euro and sixty cents. So, okay, so you can you can join our Patreon at the small amount, mm, approximately one amount currency, of money. <laughs> one currency, uh, one currency plus VAT, mm-hmm. uh, or five currency plus VAT, which is a random amount determined by confusing factors that we don't understand. But thank you if Wait. you choose to do that. Yeah, we we love yeah. it. We love you. If you do that, if you donate to that, you can get access to our bonus episodes that are very good, and we talked about them earlier, but they're great stuff. Oh, they're so they are very good. I have been on precisely zero of them, and they're much better no. than anything I have ever made. We'll get you on one eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lucy. Lucy's planning on doing some Dancing with the Stars deep lore, so that's exciting. Yeah, people have to know about it. Deep dives. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and we have so far like two uh, deep dives into uh, ebooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and three on Charlotte's excellent uh, mind deterioration series. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mind hole, yeah, about internet fandom cults and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, um, but don't worry, you... that's over now. So next week, mm-hmm. you're only going to get us bitch more about Amanda Palmer. We're going back to our roots. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to have a casual chat, um, mended drum episode, because I, I don't want to do any more research <laughs> for a few weeks. Because yeah. I wrote many words. Yeah, those guys have assignments, and um, I'm doing things during the week. Like, um, it's not important. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing things in the week like thinking about having no job so that's taking up my time that's very yeah, important and that is exhausting <laughs> to think about it's mushroom season so I've got to be looking for those if you donate to our 5 currency plus VAT tier, rinse, I'm just going to call it the rinse, fla- the rinse flower stand tier if you get the rinse flower stand tier then you can get your name read out by us which I'm sure you'll agree is worth it 
yeah, yeah no, he's, he's your contractually obligated um for <laughs> contractually contractually promised shout outs very special thanks to justin crandall milk succubus Evan dm and rising grind memes for side hustling teens Woo! Oh, Woo! thank you very much thank you all thank you so much heaven. i love to i love to add a new name to that list every few weeks it's so nice keep it going yeah. it makes me feel good inside it, is nice. it makes mm. me feel sad and nothing <laughs> i'm kidding it's great i'm so sorry i like it thank you thank you <laughs> for giving us money to all of them mm-hmm. alternatively people can send me wild mushrooms in the post and i will i will give you the <laughs> no <laughs> um you can buy mushrooms from george over the deep web if you want no you can't <laughs> george is dealing drugs these days i'm so not selling you them anyone, i find them in the woods <laughs> they're, they're culinary mushrooms mm-hmm. uh-huh. culinary as in you make them into tea and drink them okay uh, this is everything that we have to say probably yeah um, someone reminded us that we should shout out our other podcast occasionally oh. so people are aware that they exist. Um, oh, yeah. All right, so, let's do that. So, yeah, I'll put a link in the description to their website with all of them on. But, yeah, you can listen. If you care about David Lynch, me and Janosch and some other people do Lynchpin, which is about David Lynch movies, and it's monthly. And we also do another one with some other people, which is called um, A Song of Babies and Puppies, and is about A Song of Ice and Fire, doing a chapter-by-chapter reread. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Charlotte <laughs> do one about Scooby-Doo that we haven't updated in ages because we've been busy with this and all of Chaz's other podcasts. But um, Yeah, and then I have another one with Janosch and another person uh called 50 50 chaz which is where we play like a lion game where we tell stories yeah, and i'm guessing on that and that episode will be up soon so <laughs> and i also have another one uh <laughs> called the edge of pods which is uh, we, we're, we're going through the discography of the, uh mr sufian stevens we're taking it slow we're just getting to the album the age of ads so we're going to be going song by song uh we're gonna have we're gonna have some of the co-hosts of this show Mm -hmm. on that one soon Mm -hmm. one of them has already been on so yeah i'm very excited to be on yeah also me and janos have um streams where we review (laughs) where we review funko pop so you can check those out listen to who watches the watch here are our a million other projects <laughs> that you can also get involved with if you want to know our deep lore. <laughs> it's only going to take Listen, up literally all might, of your They week. might care about it. <laughs> they might be interested in one of them and you don't know which one, so you got to mention That's all true. of them. Yeah, but um, if you actually check out all of them, I love you. I appreciate you. We are now real friends. <laughs> Go outside. Is that mean? Um, anyway, let's close no. up, shall we? You, you okay. can go yeah, outside and also listen to podcasts while you are. You can just go on okay. long on a long walk with your dog and listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. which is highly recommended. Mm-hmm. You can go uh, to the woods and find yeah. mushrooms. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, go I'm find some mushroom. It. Let me bless you with this Amanda Palmer tweet from August 22nd at Amanda Palmer. Does anyone else lie in bed with their eyes closed for a few moments after waking and get the sense that you can kind of actually feel yourself growing stronger and deeper on the inside in real time, given all this crazy shit going on?
I do. <laughs> I did this morning. It's madness. Good for you, Amanda. I feel like shit I when don't I wake feel up. Feel stronger. I I'm yeah, like, no, exactly. No, I have to. No, Amanda, I don't. I have never related to anything less. I have to rehydrate. I have to put eye drops in. I am so. I have such bad hay fever that even now I still wake up feeling extremely allergic. So like nothing works for about an hour yeah. until. Yeah, after are you really like? Up. <laughs> wake up and then lie in bed for an hour and then feel like shit about myself yeah. so yes oh yeah i i peel I my eyes that. open from my extremely dry eyes and then i blarely look to see if i have any phone notifications and then i scroll twitter for half an yeah. hour <laughs> and i feel mm. awful about it <laughs> yeah so mm. that's nice for her i guess yeah. so uh, until next does time it, yeah does uh, any, does anyone- does anyone else sit in sit in bed with their eyes closed and go, mm, I just earned five euros on Patreon. <laughs> There's another five euros on Patreon. I do now. Um, I'd probably, I'd, oh yeah, but Amanda's feeling that second by second. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, She's true. A lot more just money. close your eyes and grow stronger. Mm-hmm. Sure, Amanda. Okay, let's all just do this Distribute now. your wealth. <laughs> Please do that. That would make you stronger. Okay, until next time. Stan Nigel. Um, Stan Nigel. Nigel no. is my uncle. Nigel is strong um, and he's my friend. Ni- Nigel says fuck turfs. Um, well, Nigel's on the internet and he's growing stronger. Mm, I hate Nigel, Nigel but I don't right. want to say I hate Nigel after he said fuck turfs. Because I support <laughs> that. I mean, you can have other flaws. That's true. Nigel Mal- has a gun Mal- and he will kill again. <laughs> he must Nigel, be Nigel was in Osama Bin Laden's <laughs> <laughs> Nigel personally murdered Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, but he still thinks about it. Um, Nigel. It's pretty dark. Stan Weatherwax, Stan Rinseflower. Stan um, Rinseflower. Bjorn Strong the Amazon uncle. Yeah, he's my uncle. He's my uncle. Um, death is only the beginning. <laughs> if fate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Hey. <laughs> listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details